This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 80. Even if you run out of money, here's how you can make sure you never run out of income. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your hosts, Mark Willis and Holly Bach, invite you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Well, true to form, we are going to be doing some more financial sacred cow tipping in today's episode. So thank you all for joining us. Uh, I'm Mark Willis, one of your one half of your co-hosts. And in the studio with me today is Holly Bach. Thank you, Holly, for joining. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you and welcome, everyone. All right. So uh, again, more sacred financial cow tipping. Let's get into it. Mark, right. I, I just have to ask, what is <laughs> cow tipping? You is that a Texas that's thing? That's a Texas thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was like, it's got to be from from Texas. Google, Google it. It's, it's, I mean, uh, I, yeah. I know what it is because I saw cars, but mm. I was just curious to its correlation to sacred cow tipping. Sacred cows. Get it? Get it? All right. All right. <laughs> All right. So more bad jokes. Dad jokes, I'll say. But yeah, let's get into this. Uh, I think we are going to be doing some more exposing of myths. And uh, again, once again, not your average financial uh, advice and insights here. Uh, if, For example, uh, if you were to listen any amount of time to a financial radio show or TV show or read a few financial infotainment articles that are just like just mountains of articles out there written all the time. Uh, and if you just did a couple of cursory research uh, uh, queries here, you'd find out in no time that the word annuity is synonymous with like, you know, uh, all the devastation of all of the history of mankind. It's, <laughs> it's always bad for everyone all the time to own an annuity. There, I said it. Uh, you know, in record, right? So, you know, if I, I would include myself in this, by the way, just a few years ago, I would have never guessed why anyone would be convinced uh, in the, you know, in, in their right mind to get an annuity, that that would be somehow a good idea. It seemed like the next best thing after catching the flu. I mean, <laughs> who would want to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, with the problem of retirement looming large with many people aging quickly, Uh, and headed toward retirement uh, with really not much saved, suddenly annuities are hot again. A recent Barron's article wrote a special report with their steady income payments, annuities are suddenly hot. So Barron's, that like blew my mind. It was a classic investment magazine with a cover story on annuities. I mean, what could they possibly say that would be good about annuities? So um, obviously curiosity peaked, I opened it up and here's what they said. Now, as baby boomers approach retirement with fresh memories of big market losses, many sharp financial advisors are recommending annuities as part of their income plan. So that it, it all, all of a sudden became fresh and interesting and, and, again, not your average way of looking at retirement solutions. Mm-hmm. And these annuities that I guess are being talked about now are not necessarily your grandpa's dusty old annuity or the annuities of ages past that really, I mean, kind of received a good beating, right? I mean, they were kind of classically hated. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, believe it or not, I mean, 
the annuity companies heard people's complaints, the reasons why everyone thought annuities were a bad idea, and they made huge changes. I mean, they really revamped this product um, over the last couple years. So annuities are not the same today as they were 20 years ago, or even really five years ago. There are still there's still new developments and new changes that they've been rolling out every year, um, as Mark and I have been seeing as these new products are released. And so and really also annuities are not just for retire retirees anymore as well. More and more younger individuals are using annuities with specific strategies, tying its growth to a market index such as the S&P 500 to dynamically grow their money in a safe and protected way. Now, just to be clear, you know, we're not talking about dropping, you know, dropping investing out of your portfolio entirely or trying to get annuities to beat the market. I mean, it's already been made clear by the recently deceased Jack Bogle, who helped start Vanguard's index funds, that nobody really beats the market over any long period of time. But certain annuities, specifically those linked to market indexes, can replace other safe money alternatives like CDs, bonds, treasuries, and offer better returns than all of those as well. So if you, like me, when I was reading that Barron's article, uh, have your interest peaked, listen on. Uh, again, there are some uh, particular components and designs for annuities these days that really fit a part of your portfolio. So check this out. Uh, the first thing you'd want to know if you were going to explore this concept any further is that there are generally two categories of annuities. There's immediate annuities and deferred annuities. Okay, so before we jump in any further, I just want to you know say, you know, every investment asset has a certain vocabulary to it. You know, uh, you had to learn at some point what is a mutual fund or what is a savings account or what is a, what's the word deposit mean. So just be ready. There's going to be a little bit of vocabulary in this episode today. We'll try to make it in uh, translate it into English as best we can. So the first two vocab words is immediate annuity and deferred annuity. And I find it's helpful just to listen to the words themselves. Immediate annuity. Immediate. It just means it is a immediate stream of income. Uh, so immediate annuities, simply put, beat every other way to create a vehicle for instant guaranteed lifetime income right away, today, immediately. This is the kind of annuity that existed, you know, even 2,000 years ago in the Roman Empire. It was so cool. I was walking through the uh, Oriental Institute Museum here in Chicago and stumbled across, wasn't looking for it, just stumbled across an annuity from 300 B.C., uh, so for hundreds of years, insurance companies have guaranteed income for millions of people because when a bunch of people buy an immediate annuity, some of them are going to live a short period of time. Others are going to live a long period of time. Insurance companies are able to figure that out, pool the risk of those who might die earlier, and cover the folks that are going to live longer uh, to get that benefit, that income. Those who died too soon, of course, are going to leave some money on the table with traditional old-fashioned immediate annuities. So when I was first getting into the financial services industry, I was working for a CPA and was watching her make these phone calls. Uh, this is 2009, 2010. And she was uh, calling on clients to just you know, update them on their account and apologizing because she had just lost the client a third or sometimes even up to half of their life savings. I mean, it was a terrifying time to be getting into the financial services industry. I felt like I was being, you know, uh, just out of uh, base camp and going straight to the front lines um, to watch all this happen. So people were realizing that they were no longer going to have the money that they were hoping to have in their 401k and that their income was going to have to get cut in half just like their account balances were. So immediate annuities solve that problem 
Uh, so I was working with another client last year. She had a couple hundred thousand, a little over 400,000 in her 401k. And, you know, upon retirement, she simply, with our help, uh, rolled that over into an IRA that held her new immediate annuity that would prepare and create a income of over 30,000 bucks a year guaranteed for the rest of her life. The market can no longer touch that money uh, or take away her promise of a secure financial future. And that's what we're talking about here with immediate annuities. So at least with that part of her portfolio, she was done with the stock market completely with that money. Uh, she didn't have any access to the immediate annuity. Um, and, you know, so that's an important thing to keep in mind. But what else could she have done with that $445,000? Well, she could have taken that money, paid her taxes all, on all of it and put it in a bank account or a CD, paying her less than half a percent. And she'd get a, a rate of 2000 bucks a year in income. That just totally didn't make sense. I mean, she was <laughs> disgusted by that uh, low rate of return of CDs. Bond funds would pay her closer to 3% a year or about 13,000 bucks a year. Uh, but you know that option still exposed her to some risks that interest rates might rise in the future, causing her value for bonds to fall. Where you, I mean, most po folks don't know this, but you can still lose money with bonds. Uh, folks found that out in 2008 as well. Mm -hmm. And in addition, the income amount is still less than half of what her immediate annuity is gonna pay her for life guaranteed. So we even looked, uh, as we were looking at options, we even looked at putting her, her 401k into a single premium whole life policy, something we haven't talked at all about on this, on this podcast yet. Uh, maybe we'll do that for an upcoming episode. Uh, but you know, we were already putting money into a bank on yourself type whole life policy. And she didn't want to take all $445,000 out of her 401k, pay her taxes right away, and put it into the whole life policy. And I agreed with her. Instead, she figured she wanted to take that money out of her 401k slowly and pay her taxes as she took income out in retirement. So by doing the rollover to an immediate annuity gave her over 3,000% higher return than the CD would pay and over 120% increase over the bonds uh, without any interest rate risk. So giving her that 30 grand a year in protected income in retirement. Now the critics of immediate annuities are gonna tell us, yeah, that sounds great, Mark, awesome, great story. But if she was to die early, the company would keep the money and she would leave some money on the table. Now, my client who has her immediate annuity and her 30 grand a year of income would say, yeah, if I'm dead, who cares? <laughs> uh, but since she also has a big bank on yourself policy with a nice life insurance death benefit, that will pay her family income tax-free to help replenish the savings and her family's inheritance uh, if she dies too young. And that would be the biggest way to reply and respond to any kind of uh, early premature death with the immediate annuity. The death benefit on her life insurance would ensure that the insurance company will just call it refunds that immediate annuity lump sum if she dies too soon. So her death benefit actually is currently twice as large as the $445,000 she gave the insurance company for that immediate annuity lump sum. Uh, so I guess to kind of sum up this little case study, it's like the Oscar Wilde, uh, Oscar Wilde quote uh, when he said, it's better to have permanent income than to be fascinating. So <laughs> kind of a random quote from Oscar Wilde there. There the you end. go. Perfect. And so, all right. So that was all immediate 
annuities. So that is how they work. But then we'd mentioned that the second type of annuity out there is um, what's called a deferred annuity. So we brought up immediate annuities. Now let's look at this other one. So yeah, we have really exciting names here, yeah. immediate and deferred. Mm-hmm. So what's helpful, it's helpful though, because as you're learning this vocabulary, it makes it fairly self-explanatory. So this type of annuity says that you, know, you would give the insurance company either a lump sum or a monthly or annual contribution today, then wait as your returns are earning interest in a tax-deferred environment. So when you're ready at your own time, you can turn on the income you wanna have for the rest of your life. Literally, the insurance company gives you a predictable schedule of income for what it will be when you're 40, 50, 60, every year for the rest of your life. So again, just keeping that in context, where else could you get that kind of schedule of just guaranteed income? Where else are we going to put our money in the traditional ways of saving for our future? 401ks, can they give us a guaranteed? Can your investment advisor sign his name next to an income amount that you can absolutely be guaranteed to have in retirement? No, of course not. Uh, That's where the annuity comes into play. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now your annuity, though, can be doing several different things while we wait to turn on that income. And so that's what we're going to spend a little bit more time talking about. So what's your money doing while it's waiting? And so there's a couple different types. There's a variety of types of deferred annuities now. So we've got, you know, immediate and deferred kind of as our, our top categories, but then deferred can kind of be broken down into a couple more as well. So let's break it down here into three and then kind of a bonus fourth um, category of what these deferred annuities can look like. Awesome. Yep. So the first subcategory of deferred annuities, again, you said it well, Holly, what is our money doing while we're deferring it, while we're waiting to flip the switch and turn on retirement income later? The first is a typical fixed annuity. So it's called a fixed annuity. And this is where you could have a fixed guaranteed rate of return every year from the insurance company earning interest for you on that money you gave them, uh, totally separate from any stock market up and down or real estate markets uh, fluctuations. And the returns are going to be very nominal. It'd be a a few basis points higher than a CD or bond fund, uh, but the rates are going to be a little bit different as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So first is fixed. And that's also kind of easy to remember. Just think fixed annuity equals fixed rate of return. So you're locking in that rate for the life of the annuity as well. So keep that in mind. Um, number two here, so our second subcategory of, of a deferred annuity is what's called an indexed annuity. So this is where you get your rate of return tied to how the stock market does but you get a percentage of the upside of the market with no downside and no possibility of loss. Okay, so fixed annuity, nothing to do with the market at all. It's a fixed rate, kind of, let's call it arbitrarily chosen by the insurance company. Whereas number two, it is going to be tied to the market in some capacity. However, you can only participate in the upside of what the market does. So the market goes up, that's great. You'll get a little little something. It won't be equivalent to what the market did per se or what that index did per se, but you'll still see that uptick. However, when the index falls, you don't participate in that at all. So index yeah. that's what an index annuity is. When you hear index annuity, think market index, yeah. and that can kind of help. Cool. Yeah. And it's important to remember that you're not actually putting money into the stock market or buying an index fund with this. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we are going to get further into this in our next episode. Uh, but there's a related kissing cousin to number two, uh, the index annuity. And the third one we're going to look at now is called a fixed indexed annuity with income writer. All right, so more vocabulary there. What it means is you get that combination of indexing, just like Holly was describing, where you're growing alongside the market from the safety of the insurance company with this weird uh, addition called an income rider attached to your annuity contract. So again, what is rider? That's the same as paid up addition riders on life insurance. Riders are just ways to customize your contract, your, your uh, contract with the insurance company. So this lifetime income rider gives you the ability to turn on a paycheck for life without giving away all that savings you'd built up along the way to the insurance company. So again, old fashioned annuities, you basically swap out this lump sum you'd accumulated uh, for the privilege of a protected income for the rest of your life. So you're exchanging 500 grand or whatever uh, for a protected lump sum each year or each month, mailbox money, some people love that. Some people don't love that. Uh, and so in an a, attempt to modernize annuity uh, contracts these days, insurance companies that offer this have offered something called an income rider that gives you the ability to still have that lifetime income without giving up all the liquid access to the money that you've built up along the way. So again, we are going to spend a whole episode next week talking about this, this particular specific annuity because I think it has so much to do and to help us with in reaching our financial milestones without taking a bunch of unnecessary risks. And we'll follow it up with a further episode after that, episode 81 and 82, I believe. We're going to get into how this fits into the bank on yourself uh, concepts that we talk about on this show and to provide some incredible power to your financial future. All right, so about number four, you mentioned a bonus one, yes. Holly. So we're going to mention number four here, but more just because we want to make sure you're aware of it because you'll come across it, but then also kind of warn you against it. So before we moved on, wanted to mention it real quickly. There's one more type of annuity out there, and that is the variable annuity. Now, variable annuities put your money right back in the stock market. So it's going right back directly into the market and has no insurance protection against loss. So not only are you right back on Wall Street's roller coaster, giving you no guaranteed income, as with the other annuities we've mentioned, but these variable annuities are extremely expensive ways to invest in the stock market as well. So oftentimes the fees total three to 4% of your entire investment every single year. Uh, you know, I mean, even just portfolio managers who are overpriced, you know, is yeah, 1%, right. but this is three to 4%. So three to four times more expensive. Um, but even so stockbrokers manage to sell variable annuities in volumes exceeding $150 billion a year. Yeah. So they're still popular products. If you were to just approach an average advisor um, about annuities, this is probably the first one they're going to talk to you about. Um, but just like we were saying before with the indexed, like we talked about the fixed indexed annuities, your money's not directly in the market. It's just kind of um, loosely attached to this little indexed kind of it's off to the side, then all it's doing is just dictating how much growth you receive. It's not in any way actually invested in that index. Mm -hmm. Whereas with variable, it is in the market and it is in potentially that index. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, just a really, really important distinction there. So if someone's, you know, saying to you, 
oh yeah, it's going to be tracking this index and receiving gains like how this index does. It might sound like a fixed index annuity, but make sure you understand the difference there and you know kind of which one you're trying to be sold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> in that's a way. It. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, of all these four types, subcategories of deferred annuities and the immediate annuity we mentioned earlier, um, ask yourself why would you want an annuity? Um, I guess my answer would be it's the same reason why you'd want any financial vehicle or strategy. It's because you've already figured out what you want your money to do for you. Uh, And that can be a daunting task, I realize. It's hard to know even what question to ask uh, about, you know, what do I want my money to do for me? Do I want it to be accessible to me? Do I want my money to provide a, a lifetime monthly income I cannot outlive or my spouse cannot outlive? Do I want volatile returns or predictable steady returns? All of these are questions that only you can answer. And our hope is that we just help get you thinking about these questions, if nothing else. And so we are certainly here to help you think through and even discover what the questions are to even ask. Uh, You know, sometimes we feel like we are experts in just helping people ask themselves questions and then coming to their own conclusions. I mean, we would be happy to have a one-on-one consultation with you. Uh, So if, uh, if you haven't already done so, just click on the book an appointment link on our website. You can get to it just by finding the show notes link on your podcast app and going to our website, notyouraveragefinancialpodcast.com, and just click a book a, a phone introduction meeting, which might be 15 minutes. We can see if we're a good fit for you. So those questions are going to be what gives us uh, the chance to be your guide in helping you achieve your financial objectives. How does annuity uh, contracts, how do these annuity contracts, Holly, stack up with other financial products? Uh, so let's to just kind of get this conversation started. We'd like to include in our show notes a chart laying out annuities right next to other common financial products. So it really helps give us some idea of the characteristics that uh, annuities have. And more importantly, these are some of the answers to the questions that many of our clients have told us are important to them. When they think about what they want their money to do for them, these are some of the attributes that they said were important to them. So mm-hmm. we will include that chart. Um, are there a few that you would want to bring up, though, on our show? Yeah. So one attribute or just kind of like one question to ask yourself is kind of how do you feel about protected monthly income for life like we've been talking about? Um, how do you feel about that? Is that something that's important to you or you feel like you would need, not necessarily as the whole, you know, part and piece of your portfolio, but as a part of your portfolio. And really only annuities let you do this. Only annuities can provide you that protected monthly income for life that's going to last as long as you do. Um, Certificates of deposit, CDs, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and even bank on yourself type whole life insurance policies um, that we we love dearly. Um, But they're still, all of these are still a finite bucket of money that could technically run out if you lived too long. And so that's just an important question to ask yourself. You know, what do you kind of want your options to be when those other buckets run out, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like this is the only other option that you can kind of have that, you know, there's still going to be something even when the other buckets run out. Yeah. So protected monthly income for life. Um, you know, I might also look at rental real estate properties or dividend income stock or some of the other income streams we brought up in our previous episodes, you know, affiliate marketing income, you buy a laundromat. I mean, all those are, you know, to some degree, 
variable income that could or could not be there forever, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, an annuity is specifically designed to give you that floor, that protected amount of income that you just simply don't want to live without. Okay. So the second question that the chart reveals is, do you want your money to be protected against market loss? So CDs and bonds held to maturity are going to be protected from market loss. They were going to pay you that interest rate no matter what you know, somebody on Wall Street decided to, to, to do, right? Uh, that would also be the case with fixed and fixed de- indexed annuities. Okay, so mutual funds, ETFs, index funds, variable annuities even, those are not protected from loss. And, um, you know, many uh, prognosticators of the market, even Warren Buffett has said to his investors that market losses of 50% or more on, are not only possible, but inevitable in our future. So it's important to again ask, of my money, how much of it do I want to make sure is there when I go to look for it? Mm-hmm. Yep. And is going to be protected in that way. Yeah. All right. So our next question here is, uh, do you want your money to be tax deferred on the growth for your retirement? So most people don't realize that they're taxed every year on their savings, our savings. I mean, can you imagine being taxed every year just to keep your money in a CD or a savings account? You're not even using the money in your CD, and yet the government wants a piece of that every single year, which is just shaving a little bit more off the top every single year, which is going to start cutting into your interest rate. And of course, we know with stocks and mutual funds, even if you take that you know nice gain you received from the market and you reinvest it, you still have to pay taxes, even though you didn't enjoy any of that money. You didn't get to actually enjoy it in any way, other than I guess maybe the enjoyment of just clicking the buy more shares now button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's important what you just said, uh, and I'll just quickly say this. Uh, I agree with you. I think it's frustrating to be taxed on money that's just sitting and souring in a savings account or CD. Because the growth isn't sad enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, right. like they're it's taxing our pennies. Yeah. You know, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> Get out your cop- copper clippers. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then on top of that, you know, every time we buy and sell shares, that's going to be part of your your taxable 1099 that you get from, you know, the brokerage account house. So yeah, we didn't spend that money. We didn't get to enjoy it, take it out to eat with us or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, taxed, in my, in my opinion, it's sort of a slap in the face a little bit. Uh, but what about other taxable accounts? Yeah, well, and keep in mind, if you didn't designate when you wanted to purchase, you know, kind of reinvest it, purchase those more shares, if you didn't designate to have some portion set aside for taxes, you're gonna have to cough that up on uh, your own. Yeah. You know, so just keep that in mind. Maybe for some transactions, you know, the taxes on it will be somewhat minimal. But I mean, some people are are moving serious money and that can be quite a tax burden if you're not looking for it or aware of it it's or true. kind of t- taking those precautions ahead of time. Great point. Um, Other taxable accounts like CDs, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and ETFs, you know, held in a brokerage account, all of them are taxable on your gained earnings every year, um, which is different from annuities, which allow your money to grow tax deferred. So that means you'll get to receive that, you know, potential growth, depending on which kind of annuity each year. But when you receive it, you don't pay taxes on it. You don't pay taxes on it until it comes out. So it is tax deferred um, in that way. Yeah, cool. And uh, finally, do you want access to your money under your control? That question, again, uh, is not available or not not true for uh, old-fashioned annuities. Once you gave that money over to the insurance company, it was theirs. You just got the income. The more modern forms of annuities that we're describing and will be describing for the next few weeks, 
uh, do give you some access to your money and can allow you to keep control of your money and get access to it if you need it. So these questions are just sort of a taste of what we would help folks think through in their in our consultation with you. And, and to get the conversation going, you can simply go to our show notes. We are offering that ch- chart uh, you know, as a freebie for those listening to this show. If you simply go to our show notes, you can check that out. Um, so any other final thoughts, Holly, on this overall strategy before we uh, let folks on to their day and, and that we'll be back, of course, next time with more episodes? Yeah, only a teaser that there is much more to come and the best is yet to come. Yeah, we've got some great (laughs) stuff in the pipeline. So get ready, get ready. I'm ready too. So salutations, everybody. Thank you all for joining us for another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to hold that in. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.